and welcome to episode 192 of G.I. Joburg. My name is Steve and I'm joined by the usual suspects. Robert. And, and Paul. Excellent, boys. We're oh, back. Yeah. We're in fine form. It's another week and it's G.I. Joburg time. Woohoo! boys? Yeah, it's going good. Yeah. It's going good. I've, I've had so much chocolate this weekend. Too <laughs> uh, much. Too much. Wow, dude. That's I'm impressive. so glad. That's very festive. I must say the Easter celebrations have kind of been a quiet one at the Jabba residence. Uh, our our newest edition is not yet ready for chocolate, so we decided to go <laughs> forego it completely this year. It seems that Kim's also lost her sweet tooth, which is unfortunate. Um, oh, because, yeah. you know, what's Easter without a few eggs? Exactly. Alright. Well, right. I'll, I'll take did, the hit. You did grow an egg, you know. She did grow like a, a, one egg at least, an and egg. it came out pretty close to exactly Easter. Exactly right. And as of the day of recording, this is at least for me, gents, um, the fifth of April, which means that it is her actual due date. <laughs> so we, we we got a head start on Elliot's development. Uh, I wouldn't want to be starting from scratch because. And those first two weeks were weren't bad. Uh, they could have been far worse, but they weren't weren't easy. No, they they certainly didn't sound easy. But it was quite oh, an adventure. <laughs> Take a swipe at me, why don't you? Why, Paul? No, no. Really, with a drag in my feet, was like, oh, guys, I can't even make a podcast session. Did the podcast no, skip a beat? Did it? No, you're a badass. That's impressive. Like that's I'm actually complimenting you, dude. Like Jeez. Yeah, man. So boys, new exciting. shit, what's up? Ooh, new shit. I can talk about new shit, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Mm. I got my hands on a Mega Marines clutch. <laughs> Shocker. The local seller that had one and I bought it. And it was very cheap and I got everything except for the Play-Doh and the mold for the Play-Doh. And he's in really good nick. And I think now... you'll live without the mold for the Play-Doh and the Play-Doh. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. They're pretty generic, those molds. I mean, there are some slight variations, but like, if you got the Cobra one and you got the Joe one... You, you got, got them all. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can, I can really, I can certainly live without them, um, at least every one of them. Like, my thinking is, I, I, I mean, I only thought about this now, actually, as I was prepping for the podcast. And, and I was like, you know, it would kind of be cool to get those molds just to do like a, 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 like a wax casting or something like that. And then give it to my friend to cast it in resin for me. And then maybe make like resin accessories for these dudes or something. Or like a soft resin accessory, like make that vest. For them that you can put on, take on and off. Like I thought that would be kind cool. of fun. It defeats the purpose of being able to like shred that stuff. Rob, yeah. we have like like minutes of fun. <laughs> Absolutely, I think we took it out of the yes. packaging. We we molded it on. We played maybe one game session with it, and after that, it was like back in the tube for you, and it just dried up and died there. <laughs> yeah, it was like Can you yeah, you... play with Play-Doh on the carpet. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. You see, so it's like. It's minutes of fun with the figure and then hours of not fun cleaning it out of the figure, which was like, I, that was my memory and of it. The rug. And everything else. And everything else. Yeah. And then all, all like, you know, David going, why is the, you know, now there's sand in it. It's like a oh, grumpy shit. <laughs> oh, you had one of those friends. Don't yeah, play they... with my toys too rough. Don't take them in the sand. Don't put them in the water. Oh. 
Yep. <laughs> Devin is a bit like that, hey? Until he's just decided, screw it all, he's going to turn them all into his own characters. But yeah, the so... Anyways, Play-Doh, you're not missing out on much there either. I mean, cool to have the tubs, but the Play-Doh itself, I mean, what's it been, you can make 25 it. years? It's exactly. kind of got this, like, crystal yeah, formation it's, growing out of it. It's all the salt crystals, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. What is so, it doing? I mean, is it drawing moisture from the air and, and growing crystals? Probably. It's probably what all moisture from <laughs> yeah. the potato that was in the, the science potato. checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like, totally. I mean, no, like, believe it or not, like, standard two Paul knew this shit backwards because I used to have a chemistry set and I was big into that shit. Um, but yeah, that's how, that checks out. And also, you can make your own Play Doh anyway. I mean, you know, um, so whatever. But like, I just thought from. I just thought it'd be a cool like accessory to make. Anyway, the the funny thing is, is now I'm right back to where I was with Mega Marines because I have, thanks to Steven, I have a blast off and I have touch. <laughs> um, those yeah, are the only I have in inverted quotes sitting here in Australia. Let, yeah. me, let me just uh, email it to you, pal. Stand by. <laughs> there you go. 3D print. Has he got a clown nose? <laughs> the joke is blast for anyone who isn't familiar with the uh, latter day figures blast off has a painted face and a very very snug helmet so to find a blast off that doesn't have a red nose is somewhat hard to find um, yeah but this is a conversation that always crops up online people of uh, perhaps an earlier generation um are always quick to kind of bash these latter day gimmicky toys but i mean just to throw some some love at them they could do no wrong in our eyes. I think they just gave us inspiration to play differently. I mean, the yeah, base yeah. level play was always still the same because you always still got a three, three quarter inch figure that interacted with your earlier stuff, which didn't have gimmicks. But like, for instance, whenever we broke out the Eco Warriors, it was a reason to run a full bath and fill the sink up with water and basically piss your parents off at how much water you waste. <laughs> these guys demanded to be played with in a kind of a water environment. All their weapons were water pistols, basically, or water yeah. syringes. So you wanted to have something that, you know, you could use for ammunition and also something that they could have dramatic dives into as they were defeated. Take that, Toxo Viper. Ah, not taking water. I still, I still <laughs> have Tim's Splats because I had Tim's Splats before I fell in the water. <laughs> no. God, you had to imagine that the water was like heavily toxic or acidic or something. But yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Very right. smart. We could have added like um like I don't Three know bath salts or shit to it. Yeah, we, we could salts. have really gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh. true. Mom would have loved that even more. <laughs> and then uh, and then the, uh, Where are my bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other new toy I got is like nobody's gonna care, but oh, there was this lonely. No. Again, this is He Man. This is He Man. This is Ram Man. It is he. It is a He-Man figure. Okay, but you know what? There was this lonely Triclops figure Aww. that was sitting at Toy Kingdom, and I just decided to liberate him. So, I know well, he's Triclops. one of the cooler-looking figures. Um, he is actually definitely worth owning. Yeah, he's cool. Triclops. I like that he's got a sword. He's he's got. A he's sword. not bisexual. He's trisexual. Try anything sexual. He'll try anything once, twice, three times. Ooh, three times a lady. What do you call a three-barreled rifle? A trifle. Oh, no. <laughs> terrible. No. 
gonna kick this one over to Rob because it's the first time I've ever owned a scoop with a mic. What are your thoughts on this little little piece, dude? You've gone without for your entire life and now you have one. And has it has it unlocked the key to the door? Because you totally unlock keys. Has it, un has it been the key <laughs> to unlock the door of your full and unbridled enjoyment of this legendary figure? I've always enjoyed this figure. Um and, and I really appreciated the the little mic that you made for him, but definitely having the original mic is much better. Um it just makes his helmet more complete and he and he feels like a like a real, you know journalist now you can actually record those uh the sessions with the cobras what's your childhood like what's your I think because <laughs> martha uh, <laughs> chances are um but look having 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 kept most of my childhood uh collection intact save for a lot of smaller accessory items i've always had some serious holes in my figure collection. I haven't started from scratch buying things as an adult and retaining their bits and pieces in little Ziploc bags, having bought them from nicely curated sellers collections. Um, so a lot of these little bits and pieces have fallen through the cracks and I've lived without them. And now it gives me such great glee to experience these small pieces for the first time. Like, of our three avatars, Scoop is now complete in my collection, ironically. Uh, next will come Storm Shadow. And then finally, one day, on the greatest yeah, day yeah. of all, I will have Shockwave's knife. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. His knife is awesome. It's a really good accessory. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, to finally complete my favorite figure from that first time. I mean, I think I must have lost it early days. Like, literally tore the bubble off the card, and that knife just went into a crevasse in the car seat and never resurfaced. Yeah, yeah. I I know exactly what you're talking about when you when you tell when you go on about how exciting it is as a modern collector to have these little pieces of a toy that you never really experienced as a kid. I know exactly what you're talking about. What the hell is that? What is yes. that? Some more new shit. Welcome to the pit. Duke, please report to level 2 security checkpoint. Snake please report to base level G1. Wherever yeah. there is trouble, G.I. Joe is there. Engage <laughs> transport mode. Let's roll. Now you know that knowing is half the battle. Gentlemen, what the hell do you think that was? I, I can guess. Let's see what Rob thinks. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those cool backpacks with the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Way better than the rat attack, rat attack, restory, restory. Let's party. Um, no, it is, it is not a electronic sound and light backpack. Looks them. <laughs> I'll put you out of your misery and, and maybe give you a head start because you'll no doubt need to hit the yojo.com page before it uh, disappears completely. Um, it is the 2009 Pit Headquarters playset slash vehicle mm -hmm. from the Rise of Cobra movie line. Oh, hell uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I didn't know the thing existed. <laughs> well, not many people do because, okay, it was the last large scale, I'm going to call it large scale because in my eyes it is pretty big, 
uh, large-scale geo vehicle slash playset ever produced. And it was largely ignored, I think, because of its link to the movie line also just, you know, it, it came at a time where large G.I. Joe playsets and, and vehicles weren't really bought and sold. To wit, I remember being in Hong Kong in 2009 and seeing them clogging the shelves. Mm. I'm thinking, oh man, if only I wasn't trying to smuggle home a masterpiece Optimus Prime with trailer, masterpiece Grimlock, and the big Millennium Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> I would have tried to find space for this thing. And having yeah. it in hand, yes. I can see why I passed on it. Yeah, I know why, why I passed on it. Because I had the opportunity to get one as well. But okay, I, tell, I, tell me your story then, Paul. And it was only like 900 bucks, I think, at the time. Uh, wow. I, yeah, when I looked it up and I checked out reviews and stuff, I didn't like all the cardboard stuff. I really didn't hmm. like... It pissed me off that like if somehow you lost all the cardboard or it got wet or it got moldy or something that you would actually lose a lot of the functionality of the playset. Like a lot of it's interesting stuff would disappear. At least that's what it felt like to me when I when I was pouring over all of the pictures then back then. Um, well, I well, also mine's on loan from a friend, so I've actually missed out on some cardboard stuff. Um, I believe there's a ping pong table. Yes. Ooh. I That's wish I could remember where I heard it, but I listened to an interview, an interview with the original creative team on this. And they spoke about how much cool stuff they crammed into it and how sad it is that it didn't move a million units. <laughs> um, yeah. Because there was a lot of TLC shown towards this, this vehicle. They made it kind of a, a jewel of the Rise of Cobra toy line. Mm. And to to date, I think you know adult joke collectors have largely ignored it. Um, you do often f find them on clearance or on sort of I suppose maybe Facebook groups and and Craigslists. Like they were sold to kids. They've obviously lost all their small pieces, and now are just mm. these these hulks that are being largely forgotten about. But this one did come with all its kittus McGaftis, and I don't know, guys. It's it's definitely got a lot of visual intrigue. There's a lot mm. going on. There's computer banks, there's med bays. Things are being picked up with uh, detailed stickers. There are bunk beds. There are lockers. Uh, the cabs, the cab actually put me off initially because it seems very close to a reclined position. But actually, it's quite a handsome seat once you look in there. Um, no, no, no. What else is there to say? It's, it's kind of, it's one of those vehicles that also tries to be not only a base, but like a piece of topography. Because as you mm. can possibly remember, if you cast your mind back to 2009's Rise of Cobra film, the pit was in the desert. Um, it was kind of built into the, like a cave structure. Like it was a giant, mm. giant hollowed out piece of earth. So to bring some of those details out in the playset, you have static mites growing out of the ground. You know, you have like bits of rock um, kind of integrated into the surfaces of the playset. So there's a lot of varied texture. You know, you've got like, like a grid pattern on the floor, which then gives way to earth, which then gives way to a cave rock structure. So 
as I say, a lot of visual intrigue, lots going on, lots of different surfaces to play on, lots of suggested play, because once you start cramming it with modern era figures, it starts looking a little bit small for its purpose. But if you isolate certain sections, you can play up, you know, mini vignettes, little scenes. It's uh, mm. it's cool, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm enjoying having my hands on it. Well, mm -hmm. looking at pictures of it, it, it actually does seem fairly cool. Um, I don't, but yeah, I've seriously don't think I've ever seen it before ever. <laughs> I like that you can I, like land. You can probably land choppers on top of it as well. Smallish, yeah, like a ghost hawk. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I I dug it a lot. Um, when I say I dug it a lot, I was very interested in it. I was very close to asking Mr. David Harkerstott to to arrange one and sort one out for me. But um, as I was going deeper and deeper down the rabbit, rabbit hole of discovering modern era Joes and, you know, these cool vehicles, um, other other stuff just stood out uh, more to me. And one of those things was, was the Rhino, uh, which is that really awesome APC that they did for, uh, well, which they repackaged because I think it was a Valivus Venom vehicle originally. Uh, direct to consumer. Yeah, okay, there we go, DTC vehicle. And... Um, and yeah, so they did that thing, and I really loved that. I mean, that I just felt like I discovered this cool vehicle. And, and then there was that, and then further digging, um, I found the Rock, um, the Rolling Operations Command Center. I think it was. I think that's what it's called, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh yes, the security. Yeah, and, <laughs> ooh, and I love that. That thing is also very, very cool. And, and it was kind of like I, I kind of thought, well, you know, if I'm gonna get like a vehicle like that, then I might as well go for the Rock. And then, Stephen, I think around the same time, you got the MCC. You actually, you got your MCC, which was that, um, if I'm not mistaken, you got the sort of re-released version. The Yeah, yeah, the Spy Chips yeah. one. The Spy Chips uh, one. It came, came into my crosshairs uh, considerably cheaper. And I thought, well, if I just swap out a few accessory pieces, this will look exactly like the 1987 original. Subsequently, I haven't bothered with that because I quite like the... Slight color variation. Anyway, it's our most watched uh, YouTube review. Exactly. And um, that thing is, uh, and then just, yeah, I fell in love with that. And then it ended up being more of a pursuit to try and get one of those. And yeah, and then the pit just sort of fell by the wayside because it just had too many things that were counting against it. The sort of uh, Mighty Max kind of vibe that you discuss now where you open it up and it's got topography and whatever in it. That's very Mighty Max. And I just, I don't know, I just wasn't in that mindset to have that in a toy then. And and even now, like, you know, because we've been sh uh, throwing pictures of it back and forth um, for certain things um, that I don't want to mention on air. Uh, you know, we've I, I've been looking at it again and going, yeah, you know, if I have to choose between that and the second G.I. Joe HQ, the one that Rob's got, I'd rather make the space for the second G.I. Joe HQ. That's... Mm -hmm. That's sound and light attack one because I really like that. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, and well, yeah, you gotta have a place for your uh, talking battle commanders to hang out and supersonic fighters. I mean, there's a lot to be said for uh, era specific toys. Like, yeah. if you've got this, obviously the foot pegs are geared towards a modern figure, but then a modern figure makes it look a little bit more diminutive. Um, whereas the 92 HQ is purpose-built for the figures of that time. And yeah. it's a jumbled mess, just like the figures of that time. <laughs> but that's why we love it. Um, whereas the yeah, the, the Rise of Cobra pit playset, 
very much caters to the aesthetic of the time. So it's like you want to get a whole bunch of G.I. Joes dressed in black leather, wearing that damn eagle insignia, uh, and it all of a sudden makes sense. Um, but yeah, we can close the chapter on this, I just think. I think it's neat to have around, and I've certainly enjoyed playing Transformers with it, because effectively it is a Transformer. The whole thing splays out and becomes a base, um, which is, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's quite an in in ingenuitive, ingenuitive? Ingenuitive, ingenious uh, method of, of opening up and and shifting parts around to kind of make a more stable structure. Still feels rickety as hell, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it does look like a giant nunchuck. <laughs> but it's kind of cool that they are different enough. The different bases they've released over the years. Um, mm. Obviously, this is quite similar to what's it called? Uh, the other sewing box. But at least oh, it kind of opens out differently. Yeah, mm. but it kind of opens out differently and it has different areas we can play and have fun with. It's kind of cool. It seems to have a ramp that comes off the back of its elevated top section uh, once it's in base mode that goes to nowhere. I'm like, is this suggesting basically like building a ramp to the top of the bed or something? Like, is it supposed to incorporate the, the furniture around you like is this imaginative play that is specifically targeted at at creating a base around this base which is something we totally would have done as kids but mm. yeah if anyone can tell me what the back ramp is for in the comment section below please do i'm dying to know i can't i can't seem to figure it out ladies and gentlemen put steven out of his misery with an answer in the comments yeah put him down <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, All right, well, let's put the, put the, the, the pit to rest. Paulie, Ooh. what's up? Oh, actually, I've got a quick topic, quick fire topic for you two guys. Um, Yay. Since, <laughs> since uh, it's been a while since the three of us were all together, there are a few new developments in G.I. Joe that I'd love to get just a quick opinion on from both of you, maybe a sentence or two. Number one is Snake Eyes Dead Game by Rob Liefeld. Assisted by Chad Bowers. <laughs> All right, thank you. I'm keeping it succinct. <laughs> Rob, over to you, brother. Jesus. All right, and that's Rob's response on the matter. Dude, I don't know what to think, man. Like, I haven't read it. If it's any, if, if somebody could tell me if it's good, I'd be like down to check it out because it's not like I could just waltz to a comic shop and be like, "Oh, look, they've got Snicko's Dead Game. Let me pick it up for 120 around a comic book." You know, oh, Jesus, yeah. most critics regard it as an embarrassment. <laughs> oh God, so, really? so maybe yeah, I... it's at, at your own peril for a laugh. I haven't had a chance to read it either. Yeah, we also haven't gotten it. Um, although coming up, there will be another appearance of Snake Eyes in the current book. Um, it would be uh, the, the Fortnite um, Dead Zone. I don't know. Oh. Fort, there's a Fortnite comic book coming out from DC. And issue three, um, oh, so it features Batman and a bunch of the Fortnite characters. And issue three, one of the Fortnite characters will be Snake Eyes. Because a while ago, I believe they released a Snake Eyes skin um, for you to, to purchase in Fortnite. Um, yeah. And but, are you behind so, this idea, Rob? I'm curious. Because, I mean, I don't know what it 
would it because obviously it's 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 its own thing it's not like it's snake eyes and it's in continuity or something i'm curious to check it out uh, i believe we will be getting the comics in store because tons batman of people want fortnite. these issues yeah batman mm. and fortnite i mean that that's huge um and because it's fortnite i think you get codes for things and if you collect all the codes you get a, a from each issue you get a, another special thing i don't know so people are probably mm. buying it more for that than they are for like oh i love comic books and batman he's my favorite okay like, best case scenario worst case scenario what, what is the best outcome uh, for any kind of comic that throws these two characters together and what what would make you give a giant collective groan <laughs> well just the, the idea of them fighting each other i think is a really cool idea um awesome. you know, the, well i mean like batman is is a premier detective as well as <clears throat> you know a huge martial artist in in the dc universe faces against you know the the most hopefully i mean the most well-known uh ninja um of gi joe so i mean th those are two very proficient fighters and it'd be very interesting to see them go up against each other are they themselves or are they kind of fortnite skins no these are all these are the actual characters having adventures oh. in, in these comic books so it's not like players taking on the role of them and playing in i don't know in whatever island you fight in in fortnite so it remains to be seen what kind of contrivance they concoct to to pick these to two have against them fighting because yeah i mean batman isn't going to go after someone who he doesn't deem to be a criminal or a threat and yeah. snake eyes is a, a very cool calm collected soldier type who's not going to just go on some kind of murderous rampage so you know are they, are they just sparring to see who's the toughest i think i'm better than you let's see who's the best you uh, the most <laughs> Snake Eyes offers no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got an answer to your earlier question. Like, what is the thing I can be, uh, what is the thing that like we should be hopeful for? And what is the thing that makes me sort of groan at this, at this pairing? Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I've actually got one answer for, and it covers both of them that it makes lots of money. <sighs> right because on one side obviously it's going to be great because then the comic book makes money and characters like snake eyes do really well and you know dc makes more money whatever's and whatever's and then on the other side it's it makes more money and then it ends up becoming something that is derivative um and yeah but hey you know what cool power to them power to the fans i've got an interesting to share a thing to share about snake eyes from fortnite i actually totally uh, actually forgot about it until you mentioned this steven Mm -hmm. um i wore my i sometimes wear my snake eyes or storm shadow hoodie to kung fu uh when i'm instructing especially now as it's getting colder and i just you know because they just it's an easy hoodie and whatever to wear and one of my kids feel powerful yes i feel powerful like a ninja no man it's just cool it's just <laughs> nice to have it's just when you're snake eyes, the... do you give instruction by body language only yes <laughs> Yes, I got it. <laughs> that was the thing that always had me scratched my head with Snake Eyes's file card. It was that, you know, he's a hand to hand combat instructor. Really? Mm. How do you instruct anyone? Just, uh, I suppose do, you do, really as, I do not as I say. <laughs> do, actually, I can answer that for you, but let me answer this and let me tell you the rest of my story quickly. So I'm wearing my Snake Eyes hoodie, and one of the students, um, Tyler, who's like all of like nine years old, uh, it's like, See, and can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, is that Snake Eyes from Fortnite? 
And like, of oh, course, you know, no. my blood boils. And I look at him and I'm That's like, fine. That is exhale. fine. That really is I fine. Exhale. It is. It is. I exhale and I'm going, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, he's so cool. He's like such a cool character. And he's like really badass. And I'm like, yes, yes, he is. He's like, do you also play Fortnite? I'm like, no, I haven't played at all. It's like, oh, cool. Why do you, why do you have the hoodie? I'm like, because I like this thing called GI Joe. And it's like something that I really loved when I was your age. Uh, and yeah, and Snake Eyes is from that. And he's like, wow. It's like Snake Eyes that old. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's old like Batman. Not as old, but like old like Batman. He's like, oh, that's so cool. So, you know, I just had to, you know, I was I was close there to being a little bit of a nerdy gatekeeping asshole, but um, <laughs> I didn't. And I was, so I learned a lesson as I do, because I'm an, uh, as an instructor, I'm actually there to learn more than anything. But it was cool to see like some kid was excited about like, Snake Eyes. And that was cool. Hi, how cool is that? Like, that means that they bring a Snake Eyes toy here or a movie. You know, maybe there's a whole bunch of Tylers out there that are going to really enjoy it now because of seeing the character in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So that's pretty bad. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, the third and final uh, opinion round I'd like to get, and I know, uh, Paul, we've discussed this previously, but uh, just to bring people up on, on Rob's opinion, Rob, have you heard that Netflix, oh, no, it's Amazon. Amazon is uh, commissioning a Lady J standalone series oh interesting no i haven't yeah. heard of this okay well there's not much to go on we we do have the name of the showrunner who escapes me now but that's ir- irrelevant really uh, just a, kind of a a knee-jerk reaction from you if you please sir what would you say to to that i think it's cool that any gi joe stuff is being made i think um but at the same time yeah it would depend on the direction that they're going with it in um mm. lady j kind of offers herself up i suppose more for like spy espionage stuff especially if yeah. it's her on her own and not doing stuff with the team so that could be interesting um i don't think we've had a good spy show the last couple of years that i can think of so it could definitely fill a niche and it could be quite popular enough that we get a whole bunch of other tv series yeah. so i it's hope it's a resurgence well. of uh, la femme nikita and uh, alias, alias uh, those yeah. kind of tropes of like female badass espionage lady um big in the 90s and the noughties not so much now but uh Which is lady ironic, Jake, right? bring it back hell yeah, yeah there's, there's so. an irony in that though i mean you would think uh, you would think something like la femme nikita would be like a product of our time now you know well, look, we do have the Black Widow, but her film has been bumped and bumped again. Um, so the time is right to strike, I guess. I hope I'm wrong about this, but I really feel like, and please don't, like, to our audience members out there, please don't misunderstand me here. I want a movie with a female protagonist to succeed. So don't think that I'm being, like, you know, chauvinist asshole. But yeah, I Wonder actually, Woman did good business. Yeah, but I don't think wonder woman 84 was like a particularly great film i don't think oh, no, 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 no. i'm saying yeah. i'm saying the original yeah. wonder woman i don't know if i oh. can enter 84 into the the the, the realm of, of contention um i kind people of pretty mixed like, on that and it was hampered by covid wasn't it yeah i also kind of I, I don't know i just feel black widow might be one of the weaker marvel movies we get and i hope to be wrong if i'm wrong cool lacquer then we're all lucky because we've got a cool movie but I've kind of got a feeling it's going to be kind of weak. I don't think enough 
people really uh, maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't have my finger on the pulse yet but i don't think a lot of people care about black widow enough to want it's to watch not helped by the fact that she died you know in the kind of the the big tentpole climax movie of the mcu exactly like scott johansson's character her her, her line her, <laughs> her plot tied off rather neatly with her the bottom of a chasm spoilers <laughs> I think it would have been so much. I, I think it would have been more beneficial to that character to have received the TV series, much in the vein of Wonder Woman or The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, um, which I think has taken a turn for the boring. But this is not that. Yes, Oof. we're not going to go there. And um, in a surprise twist, uh, I saw the new Suicide Squad trailer, and I'm actually excited to see that. So that's incredible. It's amazing what James Gunn can do to a franchise sometimes. So. I'm I'm keen. It looks like a good movie. It looks fun. It looks like what Suicide Squad should be. And GI Joe. Yes, it is. It looks <laughs> sorry, like a GI Joe movie. Anyway, let's oh, yeah? it. Who's Peacemaker? Who's Peacemaker? What do you yeah. mean? The character the or who's Peacemaker like, on the Joe team? I don't know, dude. I'd he'd probably be like a good facsimile for like, I don't know, uh, probably. Like a Duke, like a uh, like Duke from the cartoon Duke, you know. A Duke I'm who Duke. has a private jet and um, like connections to the Nazis, and uh, can has like sort of a rocket pack flight ability and lots of guns. I had yeah, a Peacemaker comic which I dragged with me everywhere around about the same time as I discovered GI Joe. So I used one of my earliest Joes, that being Charbroil. As my oh. peacemaker, yeah. Cool. Okay. I mean, right. anyone with a silver helmet, right? Yeah. The helmet didn't match at all. I also used uh, the trial brawl for double duty since the Flash TV series was around at the time. So I used to just kind of like, <laughs> like make him run really fast, <laughs> squint my eyes, and make a trial brawl into char blur. And I thought Deadpool was overpowered. Jeez, char brawl. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, dude, I got Skynet. I got Skymate right around about the same time I saw Rambo oh, for the first time. Yeah. Oh, mate. So yeah. he was he was killing killing mofos with his uh, bow and arrow. And his boomerang. Left, right, and center. Yeah, and <laughs> well, he would eat koalas. He would eat koalas. The beer. boomerang the boomerang disappeared early doors. Like yeah, so it, like like any idiot child, I fully armed him with all his equipment attached, very loosely attached. With your glider. And then he took flight. Yeah, yeah. That boomerang. And he lost all of his gear. Your mother I would be like, surprised if that boomerang is still somewhere buried in the lawn of my parents' place. Uh, but it'll be under several layers of like soil now. Yeah, yeah, we'd really have to go crazy if we wanted to find that. Dig up the whole lawn, sift through it. Hey, dude, what did you <laughs> find in the garden? Like you found something in the lawn the other day, Steve, and it was like a few years back, and it was just yeah. like. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, two things, actually. Um, the one was my Grunt helmet. Grunt uh, <laughs> V3, the Battle Corps Grunt. Um, but the other one was something that Rob and I absolutely tore the garden up looking for back in the day, because I was so upset with you, Rob. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you had attached this accessory to a character of yours, and we'd kind of gone marching through the jungle, only to have lost this this backpack. It was a green backpack. And I was under the auspices that it was Hawk's backpack. 
but actually the seller just cocked it up and <laughs> um, it was uh, Flint's backpack, which I think is actually an inferior backpack and Flint doesn't need a bloody backpack anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, so that turned up like my father had basically pulled out a whole bunch of plants and <laughs> I saw it just gleaming there in the sun. I was like, what, what? This is after about 20 years. Wild, wild times, boys, wild times. Wild times, which feels like, I don't know. Just, I feel like with all of this like mysterious and wild time stuff, we should talk about the weird file cards we just found. What? Hell yeah. Yeah. New file cards. I Characters I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. So like, I also have connections into the G.I. Joe world. Okay. I hope other podcasts are listening to me. You're not the only one with inside scoop. <laughs> we have the real <laughs> scoop and he's managed. To, he actually is the one who found the file cards. And so we actually have a collection of four file cards for unusual. Uh, I don't know if these are characters that are going to be in the movie or uh, coming up in a future G.I. Joe comic or, or just ideas or something, but these are file cards. And uh, I've actually taken the time. I just thought I'd arrange them onto an actual file card that way to sell it a bit harder, right? So oh, you don't uh, have to sell it at all. Aren't these legit file cards, Paul? Well, they, let's put it this way. The information and the way that they are structured and written is very legit, but they weren't printed on an actual file card. So, I mean, maybe these are characters that are coming in a classified line and we could be really lucky, or should I say classified collectors could be really lucky and these are the file cards <laughs> coming with figures. I don't know. I don't know. If I don't, only I don't classified know. figures came with file cards. Right? Anyways, let's, right. let's get to the chase, Paulo. Speculation is... Anyway, so I'm going to share my screen now um, so that I can share these images with all of you. Um, <laughs> Tough and... luck, podcast crowd. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll but, read them but out. We will read them out for you. And the first one, I'm going to... Re uh, we're going to put this one on the screen. And... Um, Ooh. Rob, do you want to do the honors of reading this one out to us? Hell yeah, dude. Codename, Hardline. File name, Redacted. Primary military specialty, Electronics. Secondary military specialty, Martial Arts. Birthplace, Redacted. Growing up next to a video game arcade and a kung fu dojo, Hardline mastered both the new and the ancient by the age of 16. A deep sense of honor drove him to join the military, wanting to put his skills to good use. The quote, there are only two situations when you won't hear Hardline talking while he's sketching or once boots hit a tarmac, and then he's as silent as a pencil on paper and twice as deadly. Dung dung. <laughs> Very cool. He, cool. he does sound cool. I like this guy. He's like a, I dig him. Let's see. The next one we got is somebody called Fluke. I'm going to read this one. I'll read this one. Codename Fluke. File name Redacted. Primary military specialty, intelligence. Secondary military specialty, fixed wing pilot. Birthplace, redacted. Fluke, an academic, dropped out of civilian life to pursue a career as a Navy pilot. Logging multiple hours in multiple fixed wing aircraft, he was headed into a career as a test pilot to only then be handpicked and successfully initiated into the redacted. Fluke has an uncanny ability to be whoever and whatever he needs to be whenever occasion calls for it adding his ability to remember small details in conversations or occasions coupled with his charm to work a crowd and make him highly adept at tradecraft and annoying on quiz nights. <laughs> so, sounds about right. Sounds like a spy. I like this guy. He's cool too. Um, next one. 
Ah, Rob, I think, yeah, you get to read this one. Failsafe. Codename, failsafe. <clears throat> File name, redacted. Primary military specialty, intelligence. Secondary military specialty, infantry. Birthbase, redacted. Wanting to create more complex characters and scenarios to play out with his toys, drove, drove failsafe to seek out more dangerous roles as an actor and stuntman, pushing the limits of his body and mind. His greatest challenges and inspirations now come from pretending to be someone else to help protect lives and let him keep growing his toy collection. Quote, what can I say? Man loves his toys. I mean, action figures. Biggest kid on the team and no one better at undercover operations. Ha! Hey, that's that's cool. I like that. That's actually very cool. I like that one. That's, that's a cool one. I don't know who that guy is. Okay. Now, got another one here. Downrange. File name redacted. Okay, so the file name in both places on all of these is redacted. That's unusual. Primary military specialty, long range weapons, secondary military specialty, analyst. Starting off as a journalist, Downrange somehow found himself training as a field analyst. His first day in the firing range revealed an aptitude for firearms, most notably long range rifles and projectile launchers. Downrange was fast tracked through sniper school where he excelled as both an expert marksman and spotter. Quiet and, somehow, uh, and somewhat solitary, blending into his environment, popping out only to deliver the killing blow or funny and sometimes inappropriate one-liner. Downrange has that incredible knack for assessing weak points in an enemy formation or argument, almost like he can see things in slow motion. Aha! Cool. Okay. I think it's pretty obvious where we're going with this, guys. These aren't real, yeah. are they? Are they indeed? This is actually a listener-suggested topic from way, way back last year, uh, where I met this gentleman, in fact. In fact, he's just, as of last month, celebrated a birthday, and we've kind of celebrated the, uh, the year anniversary since we actually met in person. Cutting to the chase, the man's name is Robert Kalupitan. And he suggested a topic to us a year ago that we all compose file cards for our fellow G.I. Joburg members. We decided to double down instead of kind of randomizing and saying, okay, I'm gonna do Paul's, Paul's gonna do Rob's, Rob's gonna do mine. We each composed a file card apiece for our fellow co-hosts. So I did a Paul and a Rob, Rob did a Paul and a Steve, Paul did a Steve and a Rob. So. Of the file cards that have just been read out, I think I'm going to say Fluke is me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to need a reminder of the names, but the one about Probably. the Kung Fu kid who plays video games. Come on, gotta be Paul. <laughs> that sounds line. a lot like me. Yeah, hard line. <laughs> hard line. That's a, Thank you. That's a damn cool code name. I really like that code name. <laughs> You would not believe how long it took me to come up with that. I was sitting yesterday after buying groceries, waiting for the bus. And I was just like for 20 minutes, actually 40 minutes, because it was a Saturday and the buses are very few. I was just thinking of so many different words. I was like, cool names for Kung Fu weapons, uh, uh, terminology from from comics or other stuff, hard hitter or like quick punch. Oh, geez, it took me forever. But Hardline was a cool one. I dig, I dig that, dude. I think it's so cool. It's such a good one. And failsafe is a damn cool code name as well. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah! Remind us, what's failsafe? He's failsafe. a stuntman and actor. 
He's an inte- yeah, intelligence infantry, yeah, stuntman and actor, and he loves oh. toys. <laughs> Gotta be me, baby. Gotta be he me. really loves toys. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, I think the only thing left is uh, my two contributions, gentlemen. And it's going to be very obvious as to who is who. So I'm not going to bother with the redacted content. Thank you, Paul, for working up these incredible uh, file cards for everyone uh, watching the YouTube version. Uh, Yeah, yeah, right. Codename, Roboto. Cybernetic Bounty Hunter. File name, Robert Lemmer. Oh, shit. Primary military specialty, criminal investigation. Secondary military specialty, intelligence. And then there's a quote. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when in doubt, quote. And when you're going to quote something, go with Robocop. (laughs) Robert Lemmer was working in a robotics lab with Greg Scott, documenting Scott's revolutionary new robotic battle armor with his handy camcorder when Cobra raided the lab. Both Greg and Robert were critically injured in the attack. But while Greg was recovered by G.I. Joe and resurrected as Robo Joe, Robert's remains were reanimated by Cobra scientists using the stolen armor tech. Reborn as Roboto, Cobra made him into a living weapon, but could not erase his innate sense of right and wrong. Roboto rebelled against his Cobra overlords and now hunts them down one by one on a quest of bloody vengeance. There was a quote. There's more to a man than flesh and blood. Strip all that away and something remains. That's why Roboto found his way back to the side of good. That's also why he still watches sci-fi and fantasy flicks between hunts and loves filming everything. Cobra tried their best to destroy everything he was, but Robert lives on. Luckily, he's on our side. Damn. Yeah, that's really... That's so cool. That's really well. Awesome. I had some fertile information to go off of because, as I recall, Rob, in one of our dimension-spanning epic games, you had a very honorable like warrior character in Budo, who you renamed Samurai Jack. But at one point, he gets horribly mangled, and his bottom half gets replaced by um, well, entire his entire body gets replaced by the overkill parts. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, this is kind of what what was the jump-off point for Roboto. And I do believe <laughs> I call you Roboto sometimes, which yes. you hated. So, <laughs> tough shit. You saw, That's you your father. There's, there's even an unofficial uh, action figure of Rob out there. It's called Robert Cop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and then, the last okay. one. Okay. Oh, the final, one. final entry into our file called Bonanza, codename Weapon Logic, Dino Rider. File name Paul Loebscher, primary military specialty, mounted infantry, mm. secondary military specialty, armorer. And then there's a quote saying, so now that we've captured the dinosaurs, what do we do? Slap some plasma blasters on them, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Weapon Logic was the kid on the block with the most obscene collection of toy dinosaurs. But not content with merely playing out the Cretaceous period in his backyard, his unbridled imagination had him soldering futuristic laser systems, plasmatox missile launchers, mercury bolt cannons, and next-gen targeting systems to his mighty steeds. Enlisted at 18 and carved a path straight to high-tech weapons development and testing. 
When word got out that Cobra Island had become overrun by dinosaurs, the G.I. Joe team came a-knocking on his door. Possessing an innate kinship with the animal kingdom, it's Weapon Logic's job to best employ these prehistoric beasts in the war on Cobra, and it's a mission Weapon Logic was born to do. Perhaps even to his detriment, he'll either achieve his dream of becoming a dino rider, or end up becoming dino fodder, whichever comes first. <laughs> That's so cool. Your card wrote itself, Paul. It had to be a Ghostbuster or a Dino Rider, so I went. <laughs> I love it, dude. Thank you so much. That's actually super sweet. Well, yeah, you've got to be in that, that uh, Dino Hunter's uh, second wave, you know, after right? Ambush and Low Lights, two of your favorite characters. Uh, you know, the, if, if it wasn't cancelled, they would have brought you out with a, I suppose, a Velociraptor slapped with laser rifles and stuff. Something, something I can ride. It definitely yeah. sounds like we're we're nineties toys. Oh yes, we're oh, yes. coming in very specific um, subsets. Well, the sub teams offered perhaps a bit more uh, leniency in terms of me writing wacky shit like plasma toxin missiles. I mean, mm. the writing of the, the file cards in the nineties definitely took a dip, but they were there to sell colorful toys, and mm. to that purpose, I think they 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 achieved something. You know. They were certainly like great jump off points for like play as opposed to creating a grounded real character. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So and when you guys handed towards like sub teams, I mean, in your case, Rob, you're one of those armor tech guys that we got a lot of joy out of. And in Paul's case, he's part of the Dino Hunter subset, which, you know, commands great prices online, but like everyone's kind of scratching their heads like, what? G.I. Joe is trying to embrace the Jurassic Park phase of, of <laughs> fan fervor. But I mean, that's that is your bag, isn't it, Paul? I love me some dinosaurs. It was actually just yesterday. I kept I looked at my one T Rex and I was like, "Why have I not made a styring brain box for that thing yet?" And guns <laughs> on it. So it. yeah, you got me. So and you um, build up all of that armor, man. Like the the tree cutter, like shin things, like the yeah. <laughs> those extender claws to try and make up for T Rex's diminutive, yeah, comically <laughs> short arms. Yeah, so there you have that... it, ladies and gentlemen. These are our reimaginings of ourselves cast into plastic. Thanks for the topic, <laughs> Robert. And yeah. I mean, Robert from the Philippines, Robert. And thanks yeah, for copying Robert from South Africa, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, like, just, uh, I mean, Steve, we got some insight into your cards. Uh, Rob, we got a bit of insight there. I mean, you said you spent like 40 minutes working out code names. Uh, yeah, was Lord. there any, like, port of call that you sort of went to when it came to writing the file card was there like any reference or anything that you sought out no i, I just basically off um just memory reading so many file cards i had a general oh, right, idea okay. of, of the shortness of them you know there has to be like a section telling you about the person uh, a cool quote um i also kind of thought a little bit about who their closest comrades would be yeah so, so i thought like hardline would probably be pretty close with rampart and slipstream because they're pretty big into video games yeah. Um, well, his mainframe because he's he's quite a big electronics guy, and he probably you know it's kind of like a father figure in in the force, so he'd probably <laughs> be around with all these guys. And then uh, some of the more eastern influenced or like uh, the the kung fu type people, like Scarlet, probably Jinx and Budo, um, and Quick Kick. Um, oh, yeah. And Quick Kick, I thought was a was a shared close teammate with Failsafe because Failsafe, um, being a stuntman, Quick Kick being Quick pick quick kick being a stuntman as well they probably have a lot to talk about <laughs> um 
And for failsafe as well, I thought like Lady J, uh, Chuckles, probably Bullhorn, who's also quite a smooth talker and a, uh, probably an interesting guy to kind of like be close to, um, especially if you're an undercover agent, being able to convince people around you um, that you are the person that you're playing. Um, yeah. It's probably a very important skill to have. And and probably Airtight as well, because Airtight was a collector, well, at least of toy dinosaurs when he was a kid. <laughs> oh, it was Airtight. Gosh, I was trying to remember who on the Joe team I was cribbing that from. Yeah, totally. I kind of went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so mm-hmm. What happened is, um, I wanted to like my first thought was to like try and take maybe a collection of like two GI Joes and like smash them in together to make like characters for you guys, each you know like two or three Joes and then turn them into one GI Joe, and and then I I went really deep and I found this thing about how. Or uh, Larry Homer has like some tips on how to write file cards. And I, I found it on like a wiki page or a GI Joe wiki page or whatever. And I looked at what he did. And then I looked at a lot of like older file cards and I, and I was like, okay, so how can I do this? And then what is my goal? So I'm like, okay, so I'm like, here's my goal. Like normally I'd love to like, you know, try and make a joke out of this. But then I thought, no, let me try and make it that like you guys could be like realistic toys, like realistic characters in the toy line. And so I went with that, and that's why. So did you bought your cards in the sort of the '85 era of GI Joe. Yeah, yeah. So I, I sort of kept them there. That's why. Also, I mean, even the layout style that I used sort of went for that instead of the sort of '90s style that was a little bit different, where you know the specialty was like listed, like they had like an extra specialty, you know, um, uh, which sort of harkens back to the early early '80s stuff. So anyway, so I played with that, and then. Also, just a fun little like Easter egg. Um, initially, Stephen, I, w- I called your character Cipher, as you saw there, because I thought that would be a cool idea. And I, I, I played it. Cipher, like, I, not sci-fi. Just in case anyone's mishearing yeah. you there, Cipher, yeah. like the character yeah. on The Matrix. Yes, yeah. uh, but not, but not a bad guy. Like I wanted to, I, I wanted to write you as a as a counter to Zartan. Um, and that was always the. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah, okay. but and so that's why I wrote it as Cypher because I thought, okay, that's cool. And then as I was writing it, I was like, oh, but you know, Kimmy is Jinx technically. So why don't we make you Fluke? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah, because that, that's like that's where you're going with that. I was like, Fluke. Yeah. Hmm. All I think but, of when I hear the word Fluke is uh, I think one of the early, early episodes of The X Files. It's like a kind of a oh, the weird, yeah, 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 yes. amphibious yeah. creature. So yeah, so that's kind of where that came from. And then, uh, yeah, and then also Rob, like I kind of, I had to really fight trying to make you a facsimile of Scoop. Uh, mm-hmm. Not because you are like Scoop or anything. It's just that you have such love for the character. And I know that a lot of your G.I. Joe love sort of focuses around him as well. Um, but I wanted to like try and play up this skill that I do, uh, I really do feel like you have this. I feel like if, if we gave you something that shoots, that you'd, be pretty good with it actually um and i like the idea of you being a sniper and i like the idea of you being a sniper that would like also read comic books in between uh and i should now that i think about it, i should have made the font a bit smaller for this card when i wrote it you know so that i could also have something like you know he's catching up on his com- comics backlog while you know <laughs> nailing people in the head with a, with a you know <laughs> with an m12 or something you know <laughs> so like but that was kind of my thinking. So yeah, maybe there's some um, you know, sort of spirited GI Joe customizers out there who 
might want to make a downrange and a failsafe or downrange and fluke or hardline and fluke or roboto or all of them, whatever. That would be very interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. What I find interesting is that we all cast ourselves, or at least we cast each other as G.I. Joes. Um, yes. Obviously, Roboto had a dalliance with Cobra, but um, mm -hmm. otherwise we all, we all, I don't know, at least think of ourselves or think of each other as G.I. Joes, which I think is kind of cool. That is kind I, of cool, yeah. I think Roboto is on his own. He he's not he's not going to actively uh, do anything to harm GI Joe, but like his main focus is I'm going to take down Cobra. Yeah, I, I did get that feel. He wasn't necessarily in the main force. I mean, but um, he's definitely on the side of good at least. Nice. Yeah, which, which is cool. Like, listen, there was a part of me that was going to write you guys both as Cobras just to be a shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was there. That was totally there. Uh, uh, we are G.I. Joburg after all. Sorry, yeah. I guess there's no longer any kind of Cobra representation on our team. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, that was fun. And Robert, to Robert Kalupitan, I hope you had the best birthday. Thank you for that awesome topic. Um, and somebody else also had a birthday recently, uh, Mr. Troy Smith. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, so a big happy birthday to that legend of a human being. Yeah, happy birthday, yes, Troy and Rob. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Troy has once again furnished us with an awesome voice question. So, Paul, while you cue that up, I've got another little bit of uh, mail to pull out of the mailbag. This one comes from Kevin Morgan in Alaska. Mm. Greetings, G.I. Joburg. First of all, I'd like to say welcome back, Rob. Yeah! <laughs> I'm going through Thank my you. second listening of the G.I. Joburg catalog. Wow, okay. Wow. That early stuff is rough. You you have my apologies. Um, I'm going through my second listening of the G.I. Joburg catalog, and whenever I hear Rob piping in on the old episodes, I really think about how I miss him on the new stuff. Hey, oh. looking forward to more Rob in the future. Rob, he really likes you, buddy. Great perspective, oh. Rob. Keep it up. I should also mention that I bought a scoop action figure just on your say-so, so I'd like to thank you for that. Excellent. Hey, what's excellent. not to like? Good figure. No. Not everyone owns one, not just us, but hopefully every single person listening to Jar Jar will eventually earn a scoop. Kev continues. So on to business. I just got done listening to episode 62, Force Awakens. I couldn't help myself but to skip ahead to Last Jedi, but I have problems finding Rise of Skywalker. Is this an incomplete G.I. Joburg set of Star Wars commentary? Now that the original trilogy is back together, hopefully you all will find an opportunity to put in your two cents about that movie and close the door on that collection. Might be a good opportunity to twist Kujo Fett's arm to be on there too. Thanks, G.I. Joburg. I know what you do takes a lot of time and effort, and it shows. Great job, Kev in Alaska. My goodness, what was that? Rise of Skywalker. We definitely no, haven't man. we haven't spoken on it yet, that's true. I thought we did. I I I I can distinctly recall talking about it. I can even like recall speaking it up a little bit before I uh, speaking it up because I knew that at some point I was gonna dislike it anyway, so I might as well just talk about it while I was still excited about it. I do <laughs> maybe you guys did it on that one episode that I wasn't present on. And I'll tell you mm. why. Because I still haven't seen it. And I refused. Ah. <laughs> yes, so, I think that that's was the, the reason one. why we didn't do it as well. So that totally cock blocked your skull, Caleb. 
Cock blocked your eyes. <laughs> Rob, is that possible that that's the um, episode that you have, maybe? The episode that I have? Mm. What did I never... Did, did, yeah, did we, did not we never... Out? Yeah, is that like you a did? lost episode? No, 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 no there's did. an episode that I am not present on that was released. And if you guys talked about it, maybe... I think you mainly talked about Classified Joes on that one. Because it was oh. the, the New York toy show. Uh, it was the beginning of 2020, so everything was still open and functioning. Um, but if you spoke about Rise of Skywalker, I have rinsed it from my memory, just like anything surrounding the sequel trilogy. Uh, yeah, no points for guessing, guys. I'm not a fan. So I'm afraid, Kev, that's why the collection remains incomplete to this day. We're not going to dedicate an episode to it until until I can kind of come around on it. Um Maybe I just need to be really tired or really drunk to kind of not care. In fact, maybe <laughs> I am beyond caring when it comes to Star Wars, unfortunately. Like, it can't, it can't hurt me anymore, basically. Um, um, but that, in short, is the reason why the, the, the collection of G.I. Joburg Star Wars commentaries remains incomplete to this day. But yes. do we have an audio file lined up? I believe this one is from, not from Troy, it's in fact from... Raptor. Raptor. Hello, G.I. Joeberg. It's me, Raptor. <laughs> I heard you talking about me last week, and you didn't like the way I wear my uniform. Well, if you were going to dress like a G.I. Joe to go to the store, whose shirt and hat and pants would you wear? I bet none of you are brave enough to go bare-chested like me. <laughs> Easy. I think if I had your physique, Raptor, I wouldn't have a problem going bare-chested like you. But what's up with the back feather situation, brother? You, you might need a, I don't know, get a razor or a laser. I don't know if that shit's in fashion anymore. So which would it be, boys? Uh, you can't go wrong with Shockwave's outfit, man. And, <laughs> and it's perfectly... Uh, perfectly adaptable to the cold. I mean, Shockwave was often used in winter times and cold environments and snowy environments in his standard outfit. Look at the, the Benelux catalog that we reviewed on the G.I. Joburg YouTube channel. Uh, look at his appearance in, oh, I forget the name of the issue, I forget its uh, number, but it's the one that he's on the cover of, the special missions issue. Of all the Joes featured in that issue, he's the only one in his standard outfit. Chuckles, Lady J, and Hit and Run were all kind of arcticed up, all wearing white and, you know, heavy weather stuff. But Shockwave, still looking iconic. So, damn, man, if I was to go to the store, go SWAT. Hell hmm. yeah. I think for me, probably of the coolest outfit, I mean, I've always enjoyed the, his look, is uh, Flint. You know, with the cool black shirt rolled up um, and the camera pants. And I, I think I could rock a beret as well. You know, Rob, you're the reason why I never gravitated towards Flint. Because you always <laughs> played Flint. Oops. So I never got to experience like that swagger, like that character type. You always mm. stole him from me. He's nine. <laughs> and yeah, every on... version of Flint was yours. Be it Eco yeah, Warriors, dude. be it the Atomic Stomp from the early Atomic 2000s. <laughs> be it the vintage. It was always yours. 
Hell yeah. I think, and he's just so well-dressed, I think. He looks, yeah, he does look suave. He looks awesome. I've always enjoyed the look of this character. And you can't go wrong with black and camera, I think. His Ikawari's head sculpt is my shockwave unmasked head. Yes. Because it's a damn good head sculpt. And Flint looks best when he's, when he's wearing a beret anyway. Um, and I must say, I bought the DEF shockwave figure because he's got a removable helmet and therefore you can like do a head swap and have an unmasked shockwave V1. Mm. But the head sucks. That is not <laughs> how I envision him looking. And Rob, for your point of reference, it's the same head sculpt used for Surefire, that figure that you like. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's just like he's got these chubby cheeks and this this flop top haircut. Um, it doesn't look um, tough enough, I think. He doesn't look hard, man. He looks cherubic. Hard. So, but um, gosh, to answer your question, Troy, like, yeah, good one, Rob. Flint does definitely have a, a cool look. Um, and he also yeah. has like really meaty forearms. So if by incorporating that shirt, you get his build, fucking A. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Any shortcut, any shortcut I can take. <laughs> Bam! Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those like muscle suits that like really skinny guys wear under their shirts. So, like, <laughs> wow, the training program really worked, John. Yeah, all right. Hold on, You can be ripped. <laughs> and what are you wearing to the store, Paulie? I. Yeah, shit, dude. If I had the arms for it, I would totally go version one Storm Shadow. But uh, I would totally rock movie Storm Shadow. Like, that movie mm. Shadow, a uh, movie Storm Shadow outfit from the first movie is too cool. I love that. Like, And just like Shockwave, he's got a pair of like rad sneakers on. Yeah, man. It's too cool. It's just, it's too cool. I mean, I know you guys all want me to go to the shops dressed as DJ or something, but like, uh, no, I'm I'm done with like uh, Storm Shadow movie version. I love that look. Speaking of, like, I think Andrew Hyatt had a question for you, Paul, which maybe you can answer on the show. When yes. are you going to actually host a live DJ set? Ooh, ooh. Um, would anybody be interested in that kind of thing? Please let me know in the comments. I will do it with pleasure. I would happily do it. Um, I'd love to do it. Uh, the thing is there's only one small catch with it and this is not an excuse this is literally the real catch facebook doesn't allow you to dj on facebook live okay because of licensing stuff um and then uh i know with like soundcloud i've tried to upload dj sets and things like that before and i need to have a premium account and then there's also sometimes weird licensing things but there is a dj an online dj platform that i can use and it gives me 30 days for free and I can do a live set and I will set it up and you guys can come check it out and listen to it and get down to it and, and all those good things. Um, and if that's something you guys enjoy, then I can subscribe and I can do it like a, on a monthly basis. I would love, love, love to do that. I just didn't think anybody would be interested in that, actually. So, Correction. Andrew says a, a, a DJ podcast. Okay. Which, which, you know, we all assume means uh, you'll actually be disc jockeying on the on the cast and like making music but he spelt it out dj like the character name uh -oh. <laughs> so so maybe he's taking the piss paul maybe he's actually saying you should just like have a whole podcast about dj 
Because you love it so much. <laughs> Andrew, if you'd like to clear that up for us, please, by all means, man, drop us a mail or just re reply on the comments thread. If, if people are open to that, I think that is a really cool idea. If, if that is what he meant, or if Paul is open to DJing, I think people could get into a cool music Ladies session. and gentlemen, it's DJ. DJ! <laughs> <laughs> But once again, thanks to our man Troy Smith for the voice note. Oh, I mean Raptor for the voice note on fashion, gents' fashion. Um, if anyone out there would like to have their voice on an episode of G.I. Joburg and ask us a question, as always, you know what to do, right? Send a voice note of about 30 seconds, if you don't mind, to a real South African hero at gmail.com. Or you could just send us a regular email like Kevin did. We love, love, love reading those out. But oh, yeah. bear in mind that anything you say on a Facebook group, Instagram thread, uh, YouTube comment section may be read out on a future podcast. So, yeah, man, keep it civil. <laughs> keep it interesting. And a listener question, if you'd like to drop down into the comment section and let us know what your favorite G.I. Joe vintage file card is, please do. It could make for an interesting uh, short list of, of uh, recommended reading, shall we say. And on that same topic, uh, we had such a great response to the G.I. Joe Buddy pair-up um, episode that I actually want to take some time and collect those into uh, and put them into an idea, which hopefully I'll have ready for the next podcast. So don't My think head. that you have not been heard. There's some very cool suggestions there. Absolutely loved reading that comment thread. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah. And also, while I'm thanking you guys... Uh, I have officially closed the availability for the Renegades limited edition T-shirt to go with our Renegades um, Playmotion series running. Uh, so to all of you guys that grabbed the shirt, uh, thank you so much for the support. Really love it. I've seen some pictures of you guys receiving them already. They look fantastic. Uh, can't wait to get my own one someday because uh, luckily I can still ship one to myself. Well, when I say ship one to myself, I can still make a plan. But they are officially now done. If you've got one, you've got a piece of G.I. Joe Berg play motion history. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for the support. And as usual, if you want to check out more, you can hit up our Teespring um, and check out some of our amazing merchandise. Well, I say amazing. I love them all. Um, I made them. So, of course, I mean, I got to love them. Uh, but yeah, go and check out some of our, our merch on the on the store and also if you want to join our patreon and support this awesome thing that we're doing called gi joburg um then you can head up to patreon www.patreon.com forward slash gi joburg and join the Berg force and uh, your support supports us and helps us make this really cool thing called gi joburg and yeah awesome thank you Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right now, guys, just before my lighty needs to wake up and have his diaper changed, Nebru, I'm going to play with my newly completed scoop Absolutely. on the pit headquarters, yeah. city command center, whatever it's called. The, the rise of, of Cobra Pit. Best of times. No, and, be and before we sign off, I believe I solved the mystery of which episode we discussed. Me and Paul discussed Rise of Cobra. Rise of. Mm -hmm. Rise of the Jedi? What is it called? Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> we decided to make it a bonus episode. It came out on November 24th, 2019. Dun, dun. Huh. 
And that's also why you probably won't be able to find it very easily because the description doesn't mention that that's what we talk about. It's just a Joburg uncut. Ah, oh, gee, guys, come on, make it a little bit easier for your your fans, of which Kevin <laughs> is is gnashing at the, at the bit. To, uh, well, to Kevin, if you if you want to skip forward, find the episode released November twenty fourth, bonus episode, uh, and that's where me and Paul discuss Rise of Skywalker and. One day when Steven finally finishes the, uh, the the sequel trilogy, maybe we'll do a bumper episode where we just shit on the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be waiting a long time for that day, my friends. Like 2032. <laughs> well, no jokes. When I was on tour uh, and we were working, obviously, on Matilda, the musical, with a bunch of kids, uh, I had not one but two of the boys uh, who play roles uh, in the company um trying to twist my arm to see it with them because of course yeah. i'm the cool guy on tour who knows about star wars and shit so they want me to accompany them to the movies in china <laughs> <laughs> scary prospect don't um, let me ruin your childhood's kids stay away but, from me <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's precisely what i said i was like i'm so glad you enjoy it, guys um i it's, that's cool that's cool it's great lovely enjoy it um, don't let me hold you back. I'm a cynical old man. Uh, but maybe if my lighty wants to watch it one day, on that day, I will watch it. Oh, well, there we go. 2032. Probably and, as around the then, yeah. and as the fates conspire against you, it will be his favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say this uh, up front about Scoop's mic. The fact that um, I dealt with a local seller, anyone in Oz uh, who knows Derek Westbrook knows that in the ashes of the nuclear apocalypse, two things will crawl out of the flames. One, the cockroaches. And two, this man's packaging. <laughs> For this mic, it was in obviously a Ziploc bag, then padded with like foam, then air cushions, bubble wrap, inside of another Ziploc bag, then further cushioned, basically like his packaging is second to none in this world. So salute Derek Westbrook. Any Aussie listeners probably know exactly who I'm talking about. What a legend. That was just really cool. Wow, that's bulletproof. And with that, gents, I'm gonna point my toes towards the door. Hell yeah, I'm gonna point my toes towards my bed. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the ejection uh, seat. And uh, yeah, and then hopefully we all reconvene Next week, same time, same places. Thanks for listening once again, everybody, and uh, thanks for leaving a like on the YouTube video and uh, and commenting down below because yeah, analytics and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it all matters. It it all matters. Uh, your like matters to us, <laughs> and 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 YouTube. We like your likes. We like your likes. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Goodbye. Tot ziens. Like a slob. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Au revoir. Burger. Alright. <laughs> 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 <laughs>